What's up, you beauties, and welcome to another episode of HW, in case you missed it, where I'll catch you up on all the daily news in the NHL pertaining to you, and in the NHL, and for your Philadelphia Flyers, just in case you missed it. If you're not listening live, please make sure to subscribe, follow, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Spreaker. Quick shout out to our affiliate sites, fullpresscoverage.com and bellyupsports.com. Belly Up Sports, they do what the others don't. And while you're listening to the episode, check out our site, hwhockey.net. Huge announcement coming Sunday from Belly Up Sports. I believe something small was already announced today. Um, But big news coming Sunday for for Belly Up and for for HW Radio. Uh, We're really excited for this um, announcement. And we hope you guys are too, because you know you're kind of you're part of the family. If you listen to the show, you're part of the family. If something exciting is happening for us, it means something exciting is happening for you guys. So uh, let's let's get to the show a little bit. Let me get the ticker going on the bottom here for you guys. Uh, there you go. So we have a lot to kind of recap. You know, a lot's been going on. Uh, we're getting into arbitrations. Players are getting signed. Uh, guys like Neil Pionk, who we're going to talk about in a second. Jacob Verana, who is one of, a personal favorite player of mine. I, I like his game. Resigned by Detroit. Uh, did not go to arbitration. We'll get to that in a little bit. And Sam Reinhart, a guy a lot of Flyers fans were hoping uh, the Flyers would pick up in the offseason. Signed a deal with Florida. We'll get to that as well as recap Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary. But first, let's just get to this real quick. Some some good lighthearted news, if you will. Yarmir Yager still playing hockey. We have some video here. Believe it or not, there is video of him playing in the Czech Republic for his home team in Kladno. Here's the video. Apparently, it has no sound. <laughs> I, I guess I took the sound out. I wanted to have sound for you guys because uh, the call on this goal was absolutely amazing. But look at this guy. He still has it. Uh, if you're listening to the show in the morning as a podcast, go back and watch this video. Look up some YouTube video. This guy still has moves. Go back and watch him play. Uh, still looks like a young a young kid. Hang on a second. I just want to watch this deep. Boom. <laughs> the guy's going to be 50 years old. Incredible. Yaramir Yager. So in case you didn't know, he owns part of that team uh, in Kladno. He took, he's taking it over or he already took it over from his father. And uh, he, he's for some reason, he feels obligated to keep the club alive. And his reasoning for that was he's afraid that if he retires, the club will lose all of its sponsors. And I, you kind of have to give it to him a little bit because the team, uh, they were in a second-tier Czech division. Uh, he helped get them to the top division, uh, sort of like soccer. If you you know you get relegated and you get promoted, if you win and lose, whatnot. He he helped the Kladno team get promoted to the main league, and he wants to keep them there. He wants to keep all the sponsors on. So, yeah, sort of an admiral thing to do. He he, I think. In the article, he said he's playing for his father. He's doing it for his father. And, hey, whether that's true or not, good for him. Good for Yarmir Yager. I hope he plays forever. Um, uh, our, so our next topic, I said we had some signings to get to. Let's get to the first one on the list here. Uh, Neil Pionk signed a four-year, $23.5 million contract with the Winnipeg Jets on Wednesday. Average annual value of 5.875. 
What does that mean for Travis Sanheim? I don't know. Uh, Pionk's a 26-year-old defenseman, uh, restricted free agent, avoided salary arbitration, which was scheduled for Friday. Uh, he led the Jets uh, defenseman with 32 points this year, three goals, 29 assists in 54 games, uh, had four assists in eight Stanley Cup playoff games. A couple years ago, he scored an NHL career-high 45 points. Six goals, 39 assists, 25 power play points in 71 games in 2019-20, which was his first season with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, you, you might remember he was traded from New York for Jacob Truba, who wanted out of Winnipeg. You know, so interesting stuff there. Can you compare him to the deal to Travis Sanheim? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think. Travis Sanheim is, uh, I don't think he's as established, if that makes sense, uh, than Neil Pionk. Pionk, Pionk, I, I just like saying his name. I would rather have Neil Pionk over Travis Sanheim just so I could say his name 82 games a year. Um, but yeah, so the, you know, good for Neil Pionk and, uh, and Winnipeg up there. I, I want to know what you guys think in the comments. If you're watching live, let me know what you think about that deal. Are you kind of worried now about Travis Sanheim? You think Travis Sanheim's asking over five? You think he gets over five? Um, we talked on HW a little bit about Travis Sanheim um, yesterday, Tuesday, and no one's really sure what he's going to get. No one's really sure how to grade uh, Travis Sanheim's game. Uh, every, a lot of people look at analytics. A lot of people look at regular stats. I got another bone to pick with analytics, by the way. Uh, apparently, face-offs don't matter in possession metrics. Does somebody want to tell me how that's possible? How does it? How do possession metrics matter so so much if how you get possession of the puck doesn't matter? I, I don't get it. I really don't. Sorry, guys. My, I feel like my mic's being a little bit weird. If, you, if you're watching, let me know if you can hear me all right in the comments at least. Um, so I digress a little bit from the analytics. It's past midnight. I don't want to get all fired up over analytics, but it just blows my mind. I just don't get it. Possession metrics don't matter. All of a sudden, we're grading a guy who might never touch the puck on a shift, you know, and, and just because the four other guys had possession of the puck for a minute and a half, his possession metrics go up. I don't know. That's that's another conversation for another day. Uh, let's move on. Let's get to our next player here. So Sam Reinhart, I, I mentioned earlier in the show, a guy that a lot of uh, Flyers fans were hoping to land, signed a three-year deal with the Florida Panthers. Let me just get that video up for you guys. Here's a couple goals for him, uh, of him when he played for the Sabres. Uh, 25-year-old forward was traded to the Panthers by the Buffalo Sabres on July 24th uh, for goalie prospect and a first-round pick. Reinhardt led the Sabres in goals with 25 and points, 40 and 54 games last season. Uh, decent contract, uh, three years. Uh, I think it was for f six. Hang on, have you here in my notes? Let me just bring that up for you guys. Uh, Reinhardt signs for three years, 6.5 million per. Per. So... Kind of right on par with what a lot of people thought he was going to get. I don't know. Was it too expensive for the Flyers? Van Riemsdyk's making seven-something. I think if you could have moved JVR somehow, if the Kraken could have helped out with Voracek or JVR, 
Flyers may have had an easier time of, of moving both guys. Uh, and maybe they would have brought in a Sam Reinhart. Um, I think if they were to trade for Konechny and I'm sorry, for Reinhart and Ristolainen, it would have put them potentially at a disadvantage. You know, teams, teams knew would have known they would have had to move uh, salary and they, they, you know, they might've got lowballed on a guy. Um, speaking of flyers, if, if somebody can put a lineup together, that makes sense. Shoot, shoot me the DM or, or just post your lineup on Twitter and tag me in it because I have absolutely no idea what a, what a flyers forward group, uh, a full lineup is supposed to look like for next season. I just have no idea. I don't know where guys go. I just don't. Even if you, even if you move G uh, down to three C, I don't know who moves up to play top line left wing. Where's Oscar Lindblom fit in? Is he ready to go? I digress. Again, if you have a lineup that you're very confident in, and it seems obvious to you, put it in the comment. You know, tag me in your lineup on Twitter, DM it to me, and and we'll talk about it on a, a show later this week or or on next week. Um, so yes. Sam Reinhart in Florida, three years, six point five million per. Nice pickup for Florida. You know they move a 2022 first round pick and Devin Levi, who, yeah, he had a great World Junior uh, tournament, but uh, you know overall I think it was a seventh round pick. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. The guy that I was most excited to talk about of the three players who signed contracts is Jacob Verana. You know uh, this trade here was why. Uh, it's an example of why I'm afraid to trade with Steve Eiserman because I think the Capitals got fleeced. Yes, they got a great player, a solid player. I don't want to call him great yet. They got a very good player in Anthony Mantha, uh, a, a potentially playoff type player, a guy who can score uh, in the dirty areas of the, you know, in the offensive zone. But Jacob Verana, I think, could be a game breaker. Uh, I think he's absolutely a, a top two line player. And I think he can score a lot of goals like this. Um, so while I show you that highlight, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Verana. Uh, so his deal was not necessarily, it wasn't really disclosed. All we know is it's for three years. He scored 11 points in 11 games with Detroit last year. Outstanding. He had a four-goal game, which you're seeing now. Uh, 25 years old, was a restricted free agent. They avoided salary arbitration, which was scheduled for today, believe it or not. Um, so 36 points in 50 games for the Red Wings and Capitals last season, uh, including 11 points in 11 games, as I mentioned. Uh, he scored four goals in a 7-3 win against the Dallas Stars April 22nd, his fourth game with the Wings. I think he's going to play well out there, guys. I think he's... Look at these! Look at some of these goals, right? Like, watch this one here. Kind of fluky, but at the same time, it, it, you like to see it. Oh no, no, this one's not fluky. Watch this. Whoop! <laughs> Do you guys like the highlights? Comment, comment if you want more highlights. I love putting these videos together for you guys. Um, look at this, beautiful. Yeah, Jacob Verana. Uh, so I'll I'll let you guys finish up there, and we'll we'll get to some of the uh, off season recaps for the Canadian teams here. Uh, who do you guys want to discuss first? Let's go with, um, let's go with the Vancouver Canucks. So they're actually still making moves, believe it or not. They just acquired goalie Spencer Martin from Tampa Bay. So maybe just bear with me for one second, guys. I had my list here and conveniently 
It's uh, just gone. <laughs> I want to know from you guys, of the three Canadian teams, who had the best offseason? Who had the worst offseason? Uh, who are you most looking forward to watching next year? And who are, who are you not looking forward to watching? Like For me personally, I, I always had a hard time watching the, the Calgary Flames. Just they they always kind of bored me. They're you know they're an out west team, you know they they just never did anything for me. Edmonton obviously they have Connor McDavid, but another team where I, I just was not crazy for. And uh, Vancouver is a team that excites me a little bit, right? I, and I tell me if I'm wrong, but they they have a lot of guys I feel like offensively that that are fun to watch. Brock Besser, Elias Patterson. Um, Hughes, Quinn Hughes, they're, they're just a fun team to watch. And if if you're wondering, yes, I am stalling because I cannot, for the life of me, I cannot find my notes. All right. So we're just going to go the old-fashioned way here, buddies. So Vancouver, they acquired Con Connor Garland and Oliver ekman Larson from Phoenix. They, they shed a lot of salary in that deal. Uh, I believe they also gave up a couple picks to make that happen. Bo Horvat is a great player on that team. They have a very good, a solid core on that team, I thought, to build around. They picked up JT Miller uh, a couple seasons ago. Tanner Pearson is still there. Elias Patterson, Brandon Sutter, very good uh, centerman. Um, so, but, but what I'm not sure of is, you know, these move. Uh, they also picked up Yaroslav Halak. Sorry, not to discredit Yaroslav Halak to back up that Jodemko. They, they might even split duties there. Um, is the moves for Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland enough to push this team forward? I, I'm not sure. You know, they 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 traded away Nate Schmidt, which I thought was a good thing. He, he kind of didn't didn't really fit in there. And, uh, you know, they kept a lot of this core together, which I was happy to see. And they, they added a guy that can put the puck in a net, a young, exciting forward in Connor Garland. And they acquired a player in Oliver Ekman Larson who, you know, maybe he just needed a change of scenery, right? Maybe playing in Phoenix in Arizona for as long as he did. Maybe it starts to wear on you a little bit. And, and maybe you just need something new. You know, maybe he revives his career a bit uh, in Vancouver and, you know, you're looking at a season last year, three goals, 21 assists, and 46 games, a minus 17. Uh, you know, his career numbers are pretty decent, but do they match what he's getting, match what he's making? No, I don't think so. Uh, you know, has one career 50-point season back in 2015-16, uh, two 20-goal seasons, but again, uh, you know, hasn't hasn't reached a 20-goal mark as a defenseman. I mean, I'm not, I know he's a defenseman, but hasn't reached the 20 goal mark since 2015, 2016 has not reached the, the 40 point mark since 2018, 19. Obviously we had two uh, kind of shortened seasons the last two years. So got to give him a little break there. Uh, it should, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Cause I, for one, I was never an Oliver Ekman Larson fan, but I want to see how he does in Vancouver, right? The, the, the weight is not on his shoulders there. It's kind of spread out now between Hughes, uh, now Ekman Larson. Now they have the offensive talent there. So I think we could see a revival a little bit of Ekman Larson and hopefully of the Vancouver Canucks. I, I, I kind of have a thing for that team a little bit, so um, I don't know why. Don't judge me. But let, let's move on a little bit to – and if you you know if you guys are looking for grades and stuff, not really – not my style. I'm not going to be grading teams on here. Uh, who am I to grade? I, I, I really don't know. But um, we're just going to be talking moves talking off seasons for these teams and uh and 
yeah, I'm just going to tell you if I like the moves or not. So let's do the Oilers. So we already know the two stalwarts on this team, the two horses, the two engines on this team, right, that are going to, you know, really push this team and make the team run. Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid. Uh, obviously, Nugent Hopkins is still there. Um, but, uh, you know, offensively, after those names, they, they acquired Warren Fogle in a deal with Carolina. They traded fan favorite Ethan Bear. I think that was a mistake. You know, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, they keep it guys like Zach Cashin around, uh, Ryan McLeod, uh, which I thought was good. Jesse Pugliarvi had an okay season. We'll see if he can build on that next year. Uh, Kyler Yamamoto, we'll see if he can build as well. They keep Tyson Barry around, surprisingly. Evan Bouchard, Philip Broberg. Can they take a step next season? I think a lot. So, I mean, I know these guys are young, they're rookies, right? People aren't really counting on them to do anything, but if they can get into the lineup and produce these two young kids, you're looking at Tyson Barry, Evan Bouchard, Philip Broberg. Yes, they signed Cody Cece. Duncan Keith, I think, is a sneaky. So the trade wasn't good. So don't get me wrong. But Duncan Keith is a sneaky good move for Edmonton because they have these young guys like Bouchard and Broberg uh, coming up. And, you know, what What better guy to help you develop your younger D, right? A three-time Stanley Cup champion. We all know those Chicago teams, blah, blah, blah. Um, so sneaky defense in Edmonton. We haven't even mentioned Darnell Nurse. Just signed a massive, massive contract with Edmonton. Hey, it, hopefully it works out, you know, the, for, it, for the betterment of the NHL. They need Connor McDavid, you know, to, to be in the playoffs and – to win a couple rounds. I don't care if he wins a Stanley cup or not, but it'd be fun to see him, you know, uh, play a round or two. Um, I think the defense is underrated in Edmonton, especially, like I said, if these young, if these young guys can step up, they could have something there. <laughs> Goaltending is another story. They end up keeping Miko Koskinen on the roster. They re-sign Mike Smith. Uh, Alex Stalock is, is out there as well. So, you know, much to be desired with goaltending in Edmonton. Let me know what you guys think. Are, are you up or down on the Edmonton Oilers? I think I like what they're doing on defense. Offensively, not crazy for uh, for Edmonton. Uh, I, I think I'm more happy with what Vancouver did uh, than, than what Edmonton did. So let's move on to our uh, Calgary Flames here. So I wanted to see... Obviously, they have Sutter as the coach. We know he likes tougher teams, grindier teams. You remember the Los Angeles Kings when they won their two cups, right? Who did they trade for? They traded for guys like Richards. They added grittiness to the roster. They, they had a captain in Dustin Brown, I believe, was the uh, captain at the time. Uh, very good defense. Uh, and so let's take a look at Calgary's additions here. So Blake Coleman, right off the bat, they gave him a big deal to go there. Blake Coleman's on the Calgary Flames next year. Milan, Milan Lucic is still there. Um, Tyler Pitlick, a sneaky good addition. If you're a Flyers fan, you know it's not that sneaky. It's a good pickup. We were hoping to get him back here. And defensively, uh, did they add Tanev last year? I, I know I'm supposed to be doing a show. Yeah, it looks like they did. Chris Tanev was a flame last season from Vancouver. So big loss for Vancouver there, as you guys saw. They struggled without him this year. Uh, Nikita Zadorov was an addition, six foot six, two thirty five. So they got tougher. Um, they got big time tougher. Dan Vildar, 
Dan Vladar from Boston will back up uh, Jacob Markstrom, I believe, next year. So sneaky pickup uh, as a goalie as well. He, he played very well for uh, Boston when he did play. Defensively, you know, I think Calgary has a lot to be desired, especially after losing the captain, Mark Giordano. You're looking at Rasmus Anderson, Noah Hannafin, Oliver Shillington, uh, Chris Tanev, uh, Yuso Valimaki, Nikita Zadorov. Hey, Andy Walensky's out there. Remember him from the Phantoms uh, and Connor Mackey. So a lot to be desired defensively with Calgary. Not, you know, doesn't do much for me. Uh, Matt Kachuk offensively. Oh, I'm sorry. They added Brett. Brett Ritchie as well. So you could see that, you know, between Ritchie, Pitlick, and uh, Coleman, they added some real toughness. You know, and those are those, in my opinion, those are playoff players that they added. All right. Can can they get to the playoffs? That's another story, right? With Calgary. That's been the that's been the whole problem. In and out, in and out. So, but but with a core of Makachuk, uh, Andrew Manjapane, Sean Monahan, Elias Lindholm. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, the talent is there. They have the talent. Trevor Lewis was another addition. Do they have what it takes on the bottom lines? Third, fourth, third, fourth lines. I don't know. I just don't like Calgary. I just don't like this hockey team. Uh, we were told, you know, Calgary was going to blow it up, right? And and they didn't. Instead, they added to what they had. They kind of doubled down, like. If it doesn't happen this year, does it ever happen for Calgary? I don't know. Like if if the Calgary Flames somehow magically weren't in the NHL anymore, I don't think I would notice. I just don't like the Calgary Flames. Um, I, I like the coach. I like some of the players they picked up. It's going to be interesting. Maybe I start to follow them this year. I, I don't know. Uh, but of the three Western Canadian teams, who do you think uh, improved the most, guys? I think I'm going to roll with Vancouver. I like their moves. Um, I'll give my division predictions at the end of the week. We have a couple more teams left in that division, right? Let me just make sure. Uh, if you didn't listen Monday, Monday we did the California teams. And um, today we did the Canadian teams. So who do we have left in the Western division here? Of course, Las Vegas and Seattle. How could I forget the two expansion teams we have coming for you guys Friday. So quick episode. We're just under 25 minutes. Uh, once again, be on the lookout for the announcement coming this weekend, this Sunday. Big belly up sports announcement. Uh, big news for us, you know, as a listener and, you know, as HW, that goes for all of us. Big news coming out for us. Um, so we should all be excited together. And uh, guys, check out hwhockey.net. Tons of content. Go listen to some of the older episodes. Check out the episode from last night, HW 3.51. Uh, a lot of good discussion in there. Kyle and Jack. Uh, Flyers Johnny, always putting out great content. I think we'll be back Thursday uh, for the bright side with Josh and Johnny. Uh, always a good time with those guys. Uh, will we have a guest? I'm not sure. To be continued. And then I'll be back Friday with Jan Eichler. Who remembers Jan Eichler? Remember we were talking about Jake Borchek and we were pretty certain he was going to be moved. Only we thought he was going to be moved to Seattle. Uh, he'll be joining me again on Friday. We'll kind of recap, you know, what went down with Jake and, you know, what kind of the buzz was out in uh, the Czech Republic, what Jan was hearing. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. That should be a good one. Jan's a good guy. 
Uh, we should have some good conversation for you guys. So it's 1230 at night. I'm beat. If you hung out with me for the show, thank you. If you're listening in the morning, overnight, during the day, after work, on your lunch break, hey, thanks for listening, guys. I look forward to talking with you all soon. Have a good night, and uh, we'll, we'll talk again.